0: We're here in London. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First off, I mean, what's it like to be over here doing a press tour? I mean, obviously, you know, this isn't your home country, but you're no. here and you're getting a lot of love from the UFC. I mean,
1: how's that? Well, I fought two times in the UK. I fought in Ireland before, uh, you know, I think uh, fighting on the same cards that Michael Bisping, uh, both times, and, uh, you know, it sets up a future fight maybe for him. Not when he's champion, maybe, because I'm, they're not going to give me the next fight against Bisping, but let's say... If he has the belt or not, it's going to be happening uh, and it, I think it's going to happen sooner or later. So I think uh, it's a good fight for the UK and um, the sooner the better.
0: And uh, probably the last time you were over here uh, fighting sort of earlier in the year was obviously in, uh, in February, March when yeah. you were fighting in London, here in London. And that press conference almost feels like a turning point, you turned up at a press conference, you had a really loud shirt on and you just seemed to completely come out of your shell and started, started uh, talking a lot yep. more than you're known for. Um, what was it that prompted you to start speaking your mind a lot more?
1: Well, I'm just, uh, you know, when people ask me questions, I'm just like, yeah, he's a great fighter, uh, I respect him a lot. Nobody want to hear that. Be honest hear, I want to punch him in the face. No, you know, I'm just talking about, I'm, they ask me and I give my real uh, honest opinion. But before that I would just be, uh, try to give the answer that's correct. Making everybody happy or something, I don't know. But obviously you cannot make everybody happy. So I'm just saying what I'm thinking. People love it or they hate it. But uh, that,
0: that's uh, just being more myself. Are you, are you more comfortable and, and, and happier being able to open up like this rather than feeling like you have to be more politically correct?
1: Well, I was politically correct and it got me nowhere, you know. Uh, why is Donald Trump now? They say he's the worst candidate ever, but people say we love his character, you know. I don't know. <laughs> we see how it goes.
0: <laughs> and uh, you're in a bit of a strange spot right now. I mean, you know, you've had up like, 48 career fights. You're, you know, you're, you're recognized as one of the best middleweights on the planet. But we've got this—we've got this situation where Michael Bisping is a world champion, and we seem to have this mini tournament happening, which you're kind of on the outside of. Yeah. So, how how are you viewing this middleweight picture right now, and how how do you plan to sort of gatecrash that? Because you're a little bit on the outside looking in.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I feel like do I deserve to fight for the belt? I 100% believe that because uh, you know it's just not the recent win or uh, I got a whole career behind me, I fought different organizations, different titles, all from all around the world, so, you know, do I deserve to fight for the belt? Yeah. But just, uh, sometimes it's just circumstance and timing. Let's say, uh, Anna Silv, when he was champion, he was going to all the contenders, all the different uh, opponents. So now it's mixed, you don't have a steady champion that holds the belt for 10, uh, 10 consecutive defenses, you know, or something like that. So you have all the time, new matches, new contenders. So it's a little bit all over the place. And uh, it's just timing, you know. It's timing. And uh, like uh, even Luke Rockhold, when he fought for the belt, he beat Michael Bisping. He beat um, the Team Boch. And he beat, when it, what was the other guy? Uh, the the guy, Greek guy, that I also beat. Oh, Philippou. Yeah. So, and he fought for the belt. Does that be, Is that a big resume to fight for the belt? Not really. When Chris Weidman fought, uh, Anderson, like, he beat Mark Munoz. That was the biggest win of his career when he fought. So, you know, it's just timing, you know, but now the middleweight division is very tough. You have big names, all of them also ex-champions. In one win, they get uh, ahead of a lot of people. And like I said, like Jacques Ray and you uh, Romero, not speaking English, don't help. You know, those guys were uh, on five, six winning streaks. They could have fought for the belt a long time ago. But like I said, it's just, uh, it just not being the best guy who goes. It's popularity. Popularity all the time.
0: So, so given the fact you've got these, these four guys seemingly ahead of you, sort of scrapping it out to try and get the next shot, um, and given the fact that you you know you've had a long career already, um, are you setting a personal deadline on when when you feel you should be getting a title shot? I mean, you used to fight a light heavyweight as well. that that is that option ever occurred to you to maybe jump back up because the title picture seems a little clearer than it is at 185?
1: Uh, no, but we thought about we thought about to go 205 uh, just to get a fight. Right. To fight as soon as possible For me it's not important We were thinking uh, You know it, The fight has to make sense You know I can go in there Fight uh, What's his name um, he, He's fighting uh, Michael Johnson Rumble
0: Johnson
1: Rumble Johnson Yeah that, not, that doesn't make sense So It has to be a fight That's gonna make sense For me And uh, But I, I was, I'm open at 205 You know But uh, I'm not gonna go there And be a contender Just Just a fun fight And uh, Just to keep me busy
0: uh, you, you mentioned Anderson Silva in, in your post-fight uh, interview after, after after your most recent win. Is that the fight that makes most sense to you? And has there been any response from the UFC following
1: that? 100%, it makes sense for me because let's say uh, I fight Joe Romero. I think he has a much much worse matchup for me than Anderson Silva. But let's say I beat your uh, Romero. We mm, were not gonna give me credit because your Romero. The big audience don't know him, but Anderson Silva, let's say, he's 41. If I beat him, people going to cheer and oh, next uh, next guy and blah, 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 you know. It's just it's just not fighting. It's just uh, being smart who you're fighting, you know. People don't understand that uh, I, some people going to write some comments, but I don't have time to explain everything to this guy, people, uh, you know. They don't know about fighting business. It's, uh, it's not... Um, like I said, Manny Pacquiao, when he fought uh, Mayweather. Mayweather choose the gloves, choose the place where they fought, choose which... The, if, if they would have fought a couple years ago, five years ago, Manny had, maybe would have won because I think he was at his best, but... You know, it's just not... When people just see what they want to see. It's just a lot of... You have to be not just be a good fighter, you have to be smart, who you fight, when you fight, and uh, what the circumstances are. So, you know, I, I learned that. I mean, you know, I thought I'd fight anybody, uh, anytime, but... Uh, they're not gonna love you for that.
0: And talk to me about, about Michael Brisbane, Obviously, he's, he's our world champion. He's the first world champion we've ever had in the UFC. Um, what do you make of him as a fighter, uh, and the way that he's, he's come back from, from a lot of uh, knockbacks in his career to become a world champion?
1: Oh, well, you know, I, I feel Michael Bisping has always been a clean fighter. Uh, he's a he's a he's a fighter, you know, because uh, you've seen he's shown heart. You know, you've seen him having setbacks coming back. You've seen him being knocked down. He comes and fights again. Big having big cuts. He just keeps fighting. You know, you can't take anything away from him as being the champion. He deserves it. And uh, as a as a person, I like him. He's a nice
0: guy. And, uh, <laughs> One of the things you spoke about, I think it was at the Open Workouts, actually, mm. you were asked about, about your position in the rankings, and you were the betting favourite yeah. of the Vito, even though Vito was ranked four, four five. or five places yeah. above you in the rankings. Yeah. What's, what's your opinion, and what are the fighters' opinions of the UFC rankings? I mean, are they are, you know do they serve any purpose, and, and well, what do you think should be done to make them more relevant?
1: Well, it, is, it has a purpose if you're number one guy, or number two, number three, and you're finding someone at number ten, then it's a little bit, If the difference is very big. But let's say Anderson Silva has lost four fights. He's still number six. He hasn't, he's been not, uh, one year off. He was one year off. He's been caught for steroid. He's number six. And, uh, you know, if some other guy it was, he would have been top 20. You know, it's just, uh, people have to be realistic about it.
0: I was gonna say you mentioned the steroid thing and you know, one of the new develop or newish developments in the sport is the fact that we now have this Usada drug testing. Uh, and I know it's something that you spoke about in, in the post fight press conference in Manchester. How much of an impact do you think that's having, and especially on your weight class?
1: Well, you know, I think uh, I've been dominating everybody since Usada. After the Jarcrow fight, mm, I think I look good in all my fights. I've been dominating technically or physically. I don't feel like I was in any position that I wasn't able to come out or whatever. So, you know, I'm gonna only look better because the, you know, when you have evenly matched up guys and when you have a, that advantage, it's big. But let's say now they don't have that advantage, I'm gonna look good because I don't feel like I'm coming short physically or, or uh, technically on any of these fighters. So. It's just gonna be, I'm gonna look better as the fight's gonna come and uh, it's good, it's good.
0: (laughs) And given the position you're sitting in right here, right now, how realistically, how long do you think it's gonna take you to actually get that title shot that you're so desperately after?
1: Well, you know, I don't know, I think one more fight, uh, one of those guys gonna fight for the belt, I think one, two, four, Uh, and then. One of the winners is going to stay and has to wait for a long time, so maybe I can fight that guy, and then I will be their contender next. But, you know, I don't know if, uh, if they are if popular enough to sell pay-per-views or not, so maybe they're not going to give me that fight. So it doesn't make sense for me to fight some guy. And, uh, uh, only if they guarantee me I'm going to get a title shot. Then it makes sense to fight, though, because then I'm going to risk it to get the belt. But, you know, uh, they don't, isn't, how you say uh, Difficult, difficult. Uh, just, uh, but I have to win the fight. The next fight, uh, That's very important, and uh,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm right up there. Are you? Have you got a, a bit of an eye on those two, those two uh, middleweight fights that are taking place? And are you sort of training on the off chance that maybe one of them might fall out of that fight? Would, if, if that happened, and the UFC asked you to step in, are you in a position to do that? Would you do that?
1: No, no, you know, I, I made those mistakes before. Like, uh, I said to the UFC, I don't feel like fighting when they approached me for Jacare fight, you know. I said, I, I, I'm done. I, I had the surgery on my, I've, I've been uh, re- re- recovering on my knee and then I've been fighting a lot, so I don't feel like it. And then the fight got also postponed one month later and was in a small cage. You know, Jacare won that fight. I'm not, uh, he, he he clearly won, I'm not saying it. But, you know, uh I'm not gonna go and train hard, and then maybe I have a fight or not. I'm risk it because I'm not training for those guys. Why should I risk it? If they give me a full camp, three months, I fight. They give me opponent, I fight. I train for it. But why? Why should I risk uh, just jumping, jumping, and maybe uh, not when I'm not in a hundred percent? You know, it's it's just just being smart. Uh, Give me give me one of those opponents three months ahead of the. I had, then I train for it. I'm not gonna go train and then, and then I have the fight doesn't happen and then I have a fight and then I've been training for five, six months and then I don't feel like training. You know, it, I have to be hungry. So I'm, I, all I need to know is when my fight is gonna be so I can take a rest or keep training.
0: Right. How, how frustrating was that? Was that loss to Uriah Hall and how damaging has that been to your prospects? Do you think you, you'd be right up there right now if it wasn't for that?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, I think I would have been on a 6 winning streak uh, if that fight didn't happen. Uh, you, know, you know, I, is, I talk bad about Uriah Hall all the time, but uh, I don't dislike the guy. He won the fight fair and square. Uh, but uh, do I feel like I was the better fighter and it settled me back? Uh, yeah, I'm upset on myself. It, uh, it has nothing to do with Uriah Hall, but, uh, you know, is that is that the fight I want to um, prove that I'm that I am the better fighter, and then go from there. Yeah, definitely, you know. But I don't know if the UFC want to make that fight.
0: Okay. And fast forward at sort of twelve to eighteen months, where do you see yourself, and what's the roadmap for you to get to where you want to be?
1: Uh, I think they they're not gonna give me. If I win the next fight, I don't think they're gonna give me a title shot. But uh, let's say um, if I win, best scenario, they give me an end of the year uh, fight for the belt and. Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure if I fight for the belt, I'm gonna win it. Brilliant. I just need to get that fight. But you know, I, I, I feel like uh, I have everything to to be the champion.
0: And last question: uh, We were over in Rotterdam a few months ago. It was it was a fantastic event. The fans were awesome. You know, the atmosphere was yeah. was superb. Um, there's talk of going back to the Netherlands again next year. Yeah. Possibly Amsterdam. Um, how much would it mean for you to be, to be either in a headlining fight or a co-headlining fight in you know somewhere like the Amsterdam Arena next year?
1: Well, you know, uh, UFC now they show it on uh, Fox Holland. You know, the sport is big. Uh, when when UFC comes, they have some uh, local fighters. They put an event. Uh, it, the sport grows there and uh, I think uh, people the kickboxing is not there anymore they uh, yeah, 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 yeah. used to have a lot of K1 fighters but that's dead, so UFC coming it's new, people love it, it's on TV it's going to do very well so 100% if they have a show there I, I would love to fight And uh, I think uh, it's going to be the same uh, even better because this time it's going to be in Amsterdam and the last event was sold out this going to be uh, was sold out I think it's UFC knows what they're doing, so they're probably gonna come back, but just know I have to know the dates and I would love to fight them. Title
0: fight the main event, That'd be
1: right. yeah, that would be great, but uh, that's that's <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's gonna be uh, I-, I need a fight before that, and then uh, I don't think the champion gonna come uh, to defend the belt in Holland, but uh. You know, I just need to win. One more win, two more win, and then I'm the contender. So just just need to focus on winning. Great stuff.
0: Thank you very yeah.
1: much. No problem. Thank Brilliant.
0: you.